0: It helps if you don't miss the button when you hit it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome hey. to another Unleash You. Smar thinks. This guy. All right,
1: Coach Mike Faber over there. And coach,
0: Mike Faber. What's up, guys? Another Unleash You podcast. You can check us out the Unleash You podcast on coachmikefaber.com As of right now,
1: it should be on iTunes soon. As soon as Smar
0: takes it serious,
1: as soon as I get a whole lot smarter
0: or more knowledgeable. Is or point. Until, until he got, cuts wow. cuts nets. All <laughs> right. the so, topic uh, of today really great transition <laughs> we're talking
1: about safety nets yep. today uh, so uh, how uh, would you describe a safety net
0: I think there's a couple different ways to describe a safety net all mm-hmm. right I think there's that I think people do this all the time when it's like man I really like doing this or I really want to do this but this is how I make my income this is how I provide for me or my people, my family, whatever it is. It's those it's those things that we justify not going for what we want to ourselves and other people. It's how we justify our decision and not to risk it and go for it. Because and, and I mean we could talk about this. It's when anybody talks to me about like especially one of my niche, right? It's right. my niche is Taking people that have a passion and help them make it their profession. All right, that's my focus point. And when I when I talk to the I talk to people that want to do these amazing things, want to do these great things, and they always have the same kind of story. It's like you know this is more of a hobby, and right. and uh, I do all these other things to be able to provide. And one of my questions is, have you looked for that? which lights up your soul which kind of you know makes your heart beat you know that makes uh, I always say makes your heart leap. right it's like whatever it is that gives you that oomph right that gets you excited to wake up and go for something whatever that is did you ever look for a profession in that and a lot of times it's you know no I don't really think so the money's not there or you know the time or why would they hire me kind of and then again justifying why not to go for it right we spend so much time justifying why not to go for things rather than why to go for things and my thing you can tell me all the reasons why you can't go for something that's fine but if you say at one point throughout it all like this is what i love or this is what makes me go or this is what excites me i'm going to say all those other reasons are not worth stopping that one reason that one reason is is big enough to trump all the other reasons
1: yeah, and uh, I think that that last bit kind of speaks to a, a Les Brown idea where he talks uh, occasionally about <laughs> um, uh, about making sure that whatever it is uh, that you do, you have the – sorry, there's, there's a technical difficulty.
0: No. Okay. It's there. We're fine. Um, that was only for us. <laughs> it wasn't for everyone. All right, well, ruin the video. <laughs> uh, but
1: make sure that whatever it is, you have the – Ability to make sure that whatever it is uh, that you're doing, there we go, is unreasonable. You have to be willing to be unreasonable with your with your goals. And I mean, I, I'm absolutely with that. That is mm-hmm. um, when I when I coach, when I do any sort of public speaking thing, my my siren cry is kind of, does it make sense? No. Well, do it anyway because it's what you love. Right. Uh, right is it going to make the world a better place is it going to make you a better person mm-hmm. do it because you can't afford not to mm-hmm. and kind of to go back to the beginning of what you said there uh, you were talking about people saying yes I love it but um, and it, when I'm one of my big things in especially couples counseling is uh, I'm sorry but isn't an apology so you mm-hmm. may as well have never mm-hmm. said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you say, you know, let's bring it back to yourself when you're talking about, I love it, but you don't love it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll never be a passion. You'll never uh, turn that interest into a passion. So that, that passion can become a profession if you say, I love it, but anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing should get in the way of your dreams, you know, and, and a lot of people uh, talk a lot about, uh, well, that's easy. That's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Well, well Yeah. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. it is a lot easier said than done, uh, but that's that's one step. You know, Trent Shelton always says that it's a lot easier to say you're hungry than to get up and make the food. But what do we do every day? We get up, and we make the food because we're hungry. That's the next logical step is action. And as long as you're moving, you're doing progress uh, when you have your, your goals in mind.
0: Right. And I always say is the the butt is the justifier. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it okay for us, right? Like that's what makes it acceptable to ourselves because we always try to make it acceptable to ourselves. One of the biggest hangups with people with this is that it's the longer you wait for something, like Mel Roberts, right? says it's the longer you wait for something, the more likely you are to talk yourself out of it. Mm, Robbins. Robins, sorry, mm, thank you. Like Tony. But uh, really I'm really bad it. with names. <laughs> uh, and that's, to me, that's where we go with that is that we try to talk ourselves out of it. So we're like, man, I do mm-hmm. love this. But, you know, I have these bills, I have family, what can I do? And it's I would say it's how bad do you want something. Right? It comes down to how bad you really want it. Do you really love it? Right? Are you really are you really willing to go all in for it? And then it's how can I work this around? Because I understand people do have bills. I understand people do have lives. I understand people do have families. So it's not like quit everything and go. Yeah. No. But here comes the butt. Ah, but but you can find ways to do it with doing it. So it's Gary Vee says all the time, like, I don't care. Your kids go to bed at nine, ten, then stay up. What are you doing from 10 to midnight or 10 to 2? Or it's how bad do you really want this? You want to get in shape, but you don't have time during the day. Are you willing to get up an hour earlier to go to the gym to get in shape? Right? Like, are you willing to search you know, newspapers and online to find jobs that match up with things that you're passionate about and then start low and work your way up. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to get a part-time job in that field to work to a full-time job in that field? Because that's what you want. That's your passion. That's your love. That's your heart. And it's, it's always like, it's cool saying, oh yeah, I love this. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, that's, uh, this is awesome. Oh yeah, I really enjoy doing this. That's cool. But it's how bad it's, what are and how much are you willing to do for it and the problem is a lot of us will use those things I call safety nets Uh to keep us from one taking the risk and failing because people don't like failing even though I think that's part of the journey right many people do and and we all fail, so that's silly when we're like, well, we don't want to. Well, we're all going to fail. Right. It's like, you know, it's struggle. We're all going to struggle. Yeah. You can fail at something you hate, so you may as well do something you love. Right. I forget who said it, but they said uh, the struggle is promised, but uh, the triumph is optional. Mm. I forget who said that, but it was really that's, good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really great. Thanks. I, I don't know who <laughs> could have come up with that but, one. But it's, to me, it's that we, we're all going to be in those those moments and those those situations where we do f- experience pain, where we do have struggle, where we do fail. We're going to have them regardless. They're promised. They're going to happen. So might as well, if we're going to experience the bad, might as well go for the greatest good we can go for. And that's the things we're passionate about. But it's we all too often will try to find a reason why we can't.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, when you have a safety net, I mean, let, let's think about it in the terms of the uh, – The Batman movie. Which one was that? The uh, Batman Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Uh, He has this rope tied to him. It's a spoiler. Spoiler warning. Um, (laughs) It's this rope tied to him. And he's supposed to make it out of this prison that's down a Mm -hmm. shaft. And every time he has that rope tied to him, he can't make it. He doesn't have the will, essentially, to, to add to his muscle to make it. And then once that safety net was removed, that rope that was making sure he didn't die um, was removed. He made it out of there, and he went back and he saved Gotham. Well, uh, you knew that was going to happen. I hope that wasn't too much of a spoiler. Batman saves Gotham. Every time anything happens, he does. But um, to relate that back to our lives, if you have a safety net in place, and you know it's only there so that you don't fail, get rid of it. You have no... You have no right to safety. You it's it's a privilege. If you want that privilege, keep it. But it isn't a right. It, it isn't a thing that, that our lives require for continued living. What you actually need. Is that in the <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a theme awesome. music for you? I, yeah, I was <laughs> like, wow,
1: he added some <laughs> so un- some music underneath so that I could Oh man, that was great. Uh, where was I? I don't know where I was. But, uh, but to, to kind of bring us back to something that makes sense. <laughs> our lives aren't about staying safe. Our lives are about finding meaning. And uh, I, I think, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but psychologically, us uh, as humans, we feel most fulfilled when our life is about something.
0: All right. So now we identified safety nets uh, and how, they, how we can find them right? How can we see ourselves doing them, right? Now we we know some terminology and, and that hesitation, that feeling, that weight, that try to justify. What are some ways you would tell them to stop that, to cut that out, to really, like you said, take that rope off yeah. and make that jump without having any assurance you'll make it? And, and one thing to identify is like we talked about earlier is People fail all the time, right? I mean, yeah. and great people have failed all, uh, multiple times. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, Henry Ford, uh, Edison, well, right? Disney went bankrupt seven times. Right? So it's, to me, it's, it's and then they go, well, you know, something mm-hmm. that I hit on uh, earlier on, and it was from my own demons, was that I'm not them. And then I really had to dive into my own life and look and see where I overcome, where I overcame, even after failing, how I bounce back. You know, what struggles have I been through? What battles have I fought? Um, the losses and the wins. And that is where you gain strength. But how would you say, tell someone, listen, you have these safety nets and this is how you can take them off you and be able to go all out for something?
1: Yeah, well, uh, let's say we're we're in uh, a more coaching uh, arena mm-hmm. and we've uh, we've identified safety nets. We've identified that this safety net is purely for uh for the, the this for safety. It's mm-hmm. not for uh your continued existence. Your kids are still going to eat if it's not there. You're you're fine. You just feel comfortable with this security blanket. Uh, what it starts from for me is uh asking a simple question. I'm big on really simple questions lately, but asking a simple question. Can I stop? And it speaks not to, uh, the, the ability necessarily, uh, what it speaks to when you ask, can I stop is, do I have the, the strength in me yet? Have I built that mental toughness to go out in the wilderness or to just jump without anything holding me? Um, because if you don't yet, then you know what you have to do. You have to build that mental toughness. You have to believe that you're going to do something when you say you're going to do it. You have to uh, practice things over and over, which is something that I, I focus on in my coaching, that you practice habits, and those habits assist you in your decision-making. Um, so I would say
0: definitely, uh, can I stop? Nice.
1: What about you? Do you have a, a small or you know
0: a big thing, a right? process that There's gets
1: the safety nets taken care of?
0: There's two things I would do. One, if I'm standing in front of an audience speaking, mm. right, I would tell them that you know, cut them, little, and go. Be willing to go all out for something. Because how many times have you been willing to go all out for something? And I bet if you look back and said I was a- I actually went all out for that. You you probably gained something from it. You might not have went all the way to the pinnacle, but you've gained something from it. So how many times have you been willing to go all out for something? And, and really do it. Not the, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. But really not. like Because I've been there, yeah. too, where I'm like, oh, I'm going all out for that. But I kind of really didn't go all out for it. So it's not real. But I can pretend and act like it's real. It's right? I love it. But. Right. Yeah. It's that. It's, it's that. And also that fear of failure. Right. Because, oh, if I say I didn't go all out. Well, you know, I didn't give everything I have for that. That's why it happened rather than being like, no, I just wasn't good enough at this time, but I learned and got better and I'm gonna go at it again kind of thing. So if I'm speaking to an audience then, it's literally rip everything off of you and go for it. I mean literally go and go and be willing to say I went all out for something because that's the only way to leave a mark, that's the only way to leave a legacy, right? That's the only way to leave something of meaning is going all out for it. Being willing to look like the fool, being willing to fail, being willing to be embarrassed, whatever it is that you think that comes with that word failure, right? I like now that now, right, failure means very little to me other than I'm going for something. But when I was younger, it was like, oh my God, please don't. <laughs> please don't let fail. me fail. This is so <laughs> embarrassing. They're judging me. What am I going to do? And then, uh, you know, as you go on, you were like, who cares, right? Like, they weren't with you when you put the hours in to try to perfect this or go for this or, or build the ability to be able to do it. They weren't there then. Who cares what they have to say about you, all right? And I think a lot of uh, coaching through sports has taught me that because, you know, no one's in the locker room with us. No one's in practice with us. It's just us. So mm-hmm. who cares what the outsiders are saying at that point? You're just going for something. You have a small circle or team or just you, really. It's whatever your circumstance is. It's You're the only one that knows exactly what you're doing, what you're not doing, and don't try to BS yourself. Actually go all out for something. That's why I would say if I was speaking to a group of people. In more of the coaching area, I would think about this. What, like, uh, bring up your safety lines. Like, let's say... Yeah the the money from a job, right? Let's bring up a safety line saying the money from a job is my safety line. What is that money? You write down the total of that money. All right. Now, this money provides me to be able to do this. This is why I do it. All right. So I understand why I do it. There's actually real reasoning to this. It makes sense. It's it's feasible. Yeah. Like it's not like some BS you're telling yourself. It makes sense. So the so, excuses are so, valid. Right. There are some. It not be there needed, are, but right, they're valid. Right. There are s- concerns. Like paying your heating bills a concern. I get it. Right? And then I would go to the next line and be like, this amount is what I need per year, per month, whatever it is, per week, whatever you want to break it down to. All right, how can I do that? How can I make this? Because this is the ending of this isn't the job. The ending of this is the money in which it provides. That's why it's like I have to do this. So then I go, how can I do that without being stuck in this? Right. so then I go, all right, where can I find this in things that do excite me or the field I'm trying to get into or the profession or passion I'm trying to follow. Can I make any of that through that? All right. If I can, I know you
1: can't see it. He's, he's drawing out oh, a map yeah. for us on if the I, table here. All right,
0: If I can, cool. Right. Check mark. Then I go, all right, what extra side things can I do? Like, listen, I really, I can't work a nine to five because there's some hours in there that I need to be doing this thing. I'm passionate about If I want to make it to the level in which I want to make it to, which is the greatest of all time. Right. So it's, I can't do that. All right, so how can I get what the 9 to 5 gives without doing the 9 to 5? Well, I can work odd end jobs that I can dictate time moreover, right? Right. Like, all right, I need to, you know, rake the leaves. Or, you know, I need to, you know, uh, provide the service, whatever the service might be. Name it, right? Whatever you're cooking, you know, fixing a car, whatever it is. Whatever services you can provide, I can do this because I've done this so then i could do this on side jobs in times that i'm free that i don't have to be doing this other things let's say if i need my nine to five free then i could do it at night or if i need my nights free i can do it in the daytime right et cetera, et cetera vice versa All right, so i would i would start looking at that and then I would look at, all right, what jobs can I find? Because this isn't, if it's not your profession, right? If it's a job, there's a difference, right? right? If it's not your profession, it's a job, then it's you really don't care about it. You care about what right. it gives you. So as long as I can find that somewhere else, it's not a loss. So what jobs can I do that work around that time? Well, I know there's like stocking, after-hour stocking. I know there's overnight jobs when not much is going on that I can focus and and give that time without losing this other stuff, all right, cool, am I willing to do that? That's on this list. All right, so it's I can find jobs that fit the hours in which I'm looking. I can find odd jobs. I can find jobs that are more giving in time, yeah. so I can fluctuate more, because you know sometimes, especially in the entrepreneurship world, uh, the timing of what you have to do and when you have to do it changes. It fluctuates. It's never yeah. just like this constant line, except if you're thinking all time, which yeah. pretty much entrepreneurship is. But it's, uh, so to me, I would think of those things. How can I make this list? Of, how can I make this amount? Because that's what I need with not doing this thing that's taking up the time in which I want to give to these other things. So then I could fluctuate my time more to fit what I want it to fit, what I want it to do. Yeah. And that's the two ways I would go about it. Coaching one-on-one, I would list it up. All right, And then uh, group I would be like, listen, it's identify the strings, cut them, rip them off you, get them off you, and then be willing to go all out for something. To me, that sounds natural. To most, it doesn't. Because, you. I mean, think about how we're taught, right? You're taught, get a good secure job. Of course. Put some money in the bank for any day, right? From
1: the days of the depression from Mm -hmm. the fifties from every era. Right. You were taught that shift work or something secure Mm -hmm. that someone else owns Mm -hmm. is how you succeed.
0: Right. It's listen, a good, and, and success is always, we all make our own success. Definitely. The definition of success is different to every single person as it should be. All right. It's, but to me, I'm sitting here going, all right, you know, you're taught, put money away, get that job that you have those benefits because you need them. Right, you need them, right? How many times do people go? But the benefits are great. I was like, but you're miserable, so the benefits (laughs) aren't great, right? Like that's not a benefit. Those those are the benefits.
1: The benefits are you're miserable when you go home,
0: right? So and then and then we uh, listen. I, I can speak from my own. behalf. I worked a job I was not passionate about for years. I worked a job that I was not happy about for years. That I was not excited about, and no longer at first. Like, listen, it got to the point where I had to listen to Bob Marley Three Little Birds on My Shoulder, right? Three little birds. And I was at on my shoulder because the other zippity doo dah song. But right? anyway. Yeah, that's there. they're both good. All right. Both great. And then uh don't worry, be happy. Every day before I went into work because it was just I was I had to get my mind in a place where it was like it wasn't like, oh, this All right? Okay. So I you go from there and then no longer did it affect me at the job, sooner or later in time, it affected me at home. When home I wasn't happy. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't fulfilled, I wasn't fully in the relationship with the people in my life, and my family, right? So then it's now I have that. And it's, it started just trickling down effect onto everything. But I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because I have a secure job. I have benefits. I have, where well, I'll have a retirement. I'll have all these things that I was told, that's success. Yeah. That's when you're doing it the right way, man. You're doing good. You'll like this in 30 years.
1: Right. And when, the, when, when you quit. When <laughs> that hit
0: me and I was just like, Oh my Lord, I have to feel like this for 30 years? This is unacceptable to me, right? And that's when it was like, I have to take control of my life. Now, I'm lucky enough that to me, it happened early enough because I feel like sometimes I sit here and I think, man, I got really lucky because it didn't take me till I was in my 60s or 70s to realize, man, I hated 30 years of my life and I did it because some in a point I was taught where the benefits were more important than fulfillment. Yeah. Right. And that's a lie.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think uh, w- I want to really focus on a nugget of uh, what you said there. Yeah, I said the, a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of uh, tolerating that for thirty years—you have in your life what you will tolerate. Mm-hmm. If you hate something for 30 years. If you hate something for one year, it's too much. Mm-hmm. You need to find something else, tolerate, be willing to to say that's not something I'll tolerate. Be willing to say something something like that isn't going to fly in my life cuz I want better.
0: Right. At the end at the end it comes down to when you draw the line in the sand, right?
1: Absolutely. Where you can you can say this is this is something that I'll stand for. We are <laughs> in the middle of an office. Um, this is what I'll stand for. Um, and I will go no further. Now, as you grow older, as you grow more mature, or as you grow stronger, um, I was talking about emotional and mental toughness earlier, as you grow further into those things, uh, what you're going to understand is, I will tolerate less. Mm-hmm. And and, and I will I will tolerate less in the way of how... Uh, how poorly things can go but I will tolerate more in the way of how great things can be and, and more to your point um, Simon Sinek talks about the idea um, he, he cites a study, I don't know what the study is I didn't see the results so that's why I'm citing him <laughs> um, he says that, that uh, kids of, of uh, parents who work a lot of hours um, but come home fulfilled are fine they're great kids, uh, you know, statistically. <laughs> I'm sure there's some deviation there, but statistically those kids are fine. Parents who come home from, from jobs where they're unfulfilled, regardless of the amount of hours they work, their kids turn into bullies, statistically. Mm. Uh, so y- it, it matters to the people in your life, even, uh, that you're fulfilled. And you owe it not just to yourself, but to them to find something that you can love. And and uh, release yourself from those safety nets because you you're not the only one who's receiving the benefits of that. The real life benefits from that. It's your whole circle, sphere of influence, if you will. <laughs> sphere of influence.
0: <laughs> the right. No, I 100 agree. And I like how you said that because it is like a twofold. It's like first you have to find that thing, right, yeah. and that takes time sometimes, yeah. right. And sometimes and sometimes you have multiple things in life. Like it's. I was so funny when I started coaching, right? It, not basketball coaching, individual coaching, right? It was the idea of. I was I was this type of coach, and this was the type of coach I had to be, and this was going to be me forever. And then I went on, and I was like, "It doesn't have to be that that's, way. I could I can coach right. anything I want." <laughs> and so, and then it changed because I saw through my life and my situations how the process of turning that passion into a profession and and following that fulfillment train rather than that happy train two different trains that that's an important process and i want people to experience it earlier in life because and it's selfishly speaking if you're doing what you're passionate about you're going to do it better oh yeah right without a doubt easy absolutely science says that if you're more engaged and passionate <laughs> yeah. into something, then you're going to do better at it. I'm glad you followed that up. Cause all you said was science, science at first. And that's science sets it. <laughs> Right. There's, there's studies out there. Simon Sinek says it. And <laughs> yeah. the, uh, so to me, it's like, if we can go through this earlier, you're going to go further in that profession. That's your passion and accomplish more. And that's going to be able to make me do more. Yes. Right. Selfishly speaking, this could be straight right. where I'm like, listen, I need you to do the best you can do in the field that you're the, that you'll give your most to, because that'll push us farther and give us more capabilities. Yeah. And, right. And give us more possibilities.
1: That speaks to what you'll leave behind. My mm-hmm. guiding principles is legacy. Right. And if you can't leave behind something that matters, what did you even do here? My uh, my my dad, he tells a story from Africa. He tells from, from a story from the old country. Um, but it, this was when he actually went through where uh, he had an uncle. Uncle was bump a bump of a log kind of guy, bump on a log, there we go, bump on a log kind of guy um he was he was there being taken care of by my grandfather and lived his life full. He died in his fifties, and his dad took him aside after the funeral and sa- and asked him now what did he leave behind and he was my dad's like twelve <laughs> he didn't. I don't know, he left a couch. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't his couch, but um, but he said he said couch. leave. <laughs> he left someone else's someone couch else behind, couch. actually. Dang. But um, but it, his dad turned to him and said, "No matter what you do in life, be remembered." And he's remembered that to this day, and obviously told his kid you know, thirty years later.
0: So, really, what we're saying. To wrap this up a little to, bit. To, right. To, to put
1: a, a neat little bow. Right?
0: Find that passion. This. Find your, what you believe your calling is, your purpose yes. is. Right? Yeah. Cut the safety nets and be willing to go all out for it. Now, I'm not saying just quit everything right, and dude, run down the street and go for it. I'm saying, like, it, make it where you're you, you accept going for it. Whatever you have to do to make it acceptable to go for it, do it. Like, if you have to find that other gig, if you have, like, whatever it is, but let's not be like, I can't because of this. No, I can, I will, I'll find the way. Yeah. Right? And, that, and that's how you find the way.
1: Exactly. Like, um, and I just thought of this example. If you wanted to be a nudist, right, if that was what you loved, you wouldn't just take your clothes off and start walking around. You would find a way to make that acceptable. Mm. Right? And that, that's appropriate. It is absolutely appropriate. In certain places and times, mm-hmm. so you find a way to get that into your life. No matter what you can, no matter what you you have to do to do that. But you're gonna have to change your whole life, mm-hmm. and that's required for your dreams. When you're really living your dreams, your version of success, you have no right, no no need, I should say, no need to keep your life exactly the same way. In fact, you'd probably be a lot happier if you changed it.
0: Right. So find your purpose. Find your passion. Find it. Go for all out for it. Be willing Number to cut two, the strings. Go all, out. all right. Three, leave the legacy. Your leave greatest legacy. legacy you could leave.
1: The best one possible. Otherwise, what are you even doing here? Right. Go As Les Brown says, you want to leave, um, you want to go to your grave used up.
0: Dang right. Yeah.
1: It's like pre check out do the thing. So, as I say,
0: <laughs> go for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Smart things. The coach, Mike Faber. We out. Unleash you, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Check true. us out. Coachmyfavorite dot com. Till Samar does more. <laughs> We're out.